Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast on a day where it's been pretty much wall to wall rumor, transfer innuendo, um, potential, um, links to young players, young, links to young, exciting players. And whether it be this man that we're going to talk, talk about here, Charles de Catalaire um, from AC Milan, whether it be the Fabrizio Romano bomb that dropped with regards to Diaby, uh, also Percy, you know, two people that Aston Villa fans hold very dear with regards to rumours and John Percy and uh, Fabrizio Romano um, coming in there with the, the Diaby news recently of bids, bids being rejected, second bids going in, getting closer to to um, to valuations. And then also John Percy coming out with Brendan Johnson, who's another exciting young player as well. Um, who you know, I, I've I've spoken about Brendan Johnson here as well, and uh, you know, of the three players, he is the rawest of the three players that we the this uh, we've been linked to today. And while I'm not going to go into it with regards to him, I'm going to do a standalone podcast on him. Um, as I say, they are three very very mighty fine players to be linked to. Three players with oodles of potential. Um, Diaby obviously being the player who has done it the most for the longest at the highest level. Uh, I think of those three, that's why it looks like he's going to command such a hefty fee. Uh, but obvious talent all over the place. And if these are the 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 long term um, view signings that Aston Villa are looking to make to try and you know keep our position within the top seven, move into our position, in, in, into a position in the top six, or even, you know, do what a Newcastle did and crash the party of the top four this season. Um, well, sign me up absolutely every summer because it's great to be linked to players like this. And it's great to have, um, it's great. It's great to be linked to players like this and, and think that there's a, there's a chance. 
Like there's a chance with these guys, I think. Joe Felix, we spoke about last night. Um, another supremely talented young player again that we've been linked to. So there's a team in this. There's a team in young, talented attackers that this team wants to bring in. Um. Uh, but but with Joe Felix, I always feel that 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 he's going to want. I I just think PSG is PSG written all over him. Um. So when you see a link to someone like a De Catalea today, uh, or or you see a, a link to um to Brendan Johnson or to or to or or the forming up of the Abbey, and albeit that they all play in different different positions slightly, you know, some similar positions do different things. It's uh it's really refreshing. It's really refreshing to be an Aston Villa fan right now. Um, I've just noticed that my chair hides my new McGinn jersey. I need to rectify that. So the shirts came. Look at that. It's right in the way. It's right in the way of the shirt. Should I do the podcast like this so you can see the McGinn shirt? Um, maybe I'll have to move him over there and maybe I don't really want to move that, that Irish jersey out of the way, but um, we'll see. There might be a, a, a rejigging of my background anyway coming up over the next few weeks, but we'll have to get that McGinn jersey front and centre because uh, I actually quite like the new jersey, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, yeah, let's let let's let's take a quick look at, at the Catillary first, and um, I could be butchering the pronunciation. That I got I got I got a Dutch person who worked today to pronounce his name. Do you think I can remember how they pronounced it? No, so I'm having a go off it, and if I'm inter- if I'm offending the whole uh, the whole Dutch nation, then uh, I do apologize. But um, so where do we kind of start with with uh, with one of Europe's? realistically speaking realistically speaking up to six months ago one of Europe's hottest properties in Charles de Catalera definitely the the hottest property in Belgian football um yeah I suppose Louis Appenda might might have had a, a a kind of an argument to make there and he's gone on to to move to um Leipzig which it looks like somebody we are tentatively linked to and I did a podcast on um he's moved to Leipzig for 38 million um the, the highest transfer fee that Leipzig I think has ever has have ever paid apparently um he would have a a shout at that but what 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 CDK, which I'm going to call him, because I'm just really conscious of butchering his name. What he did at a uh, club Brugge was 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 fantastic. Um, you know, at such a young age, he really hit the hit the lights early, and um, and 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 I think his physical stature is a big guy, he's six foot three and a half, six foot four. Um, he moves very very well around the field. Uh, he's he's uh, got a good shot, and you know, he's 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 got good positioning. He's um. He's got that kind of fearlessness that youth brings you as well. Um, very pacey. Just, just kind of had it all at a young age. Obviously, his 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 physical stature and, and and the size of him was something that kind of um, I, pro- I would imagine got him elevated into the team a bit quicker. But you know, there's no point being six foot four at 18 years of age or 17 years of age whenever he broke onto the scene, and you know, not be able to use that frame. And he certainly can use that frame, and he has used that frame. So we're going to be looking at him in a couple of different ways. We're going to look at his time again at Club Brugge first. Um, I spent some time today uh, watching footage of him, most of his time from Club Brugge, watching on White Scout earlier on today. Um, I had obviously, I, I'd watched him previously um, in European games, but uh, he's... Uh, it, like it, essentially, what I'm getting at here is we're going to look at the two char- the, the two CDKs, the one that this uh, has played for AC Milan this season, 
and things probably haven't gone gone well for him. Uh, I suppose by his own admission and by the admission of the uh, of the club itself. And and you know outside of Rafael Leao and, uh, and and some defensive players that they had there from an attacking point of view. Things kind of went a bit stale at times for AC Milan this season. You know, there was times during the year that they couldn't buy a win, they couldn't buy a positive result, uh, even though they finished fourth in the, in the league. And this is coming from somebody who watches AC Milan regularly. I mean, I'm, I, they're the team I would follow in in, uh, in Italy, uh, and, and I always have um, since I've been since I've been been young. But so that's why I, you know, speaking about them and, and uh, coming off the highs of of winning the league the previous year, and um, they brought in. Um, the Catalera, and he's uh, you know, he hasn't really settled in there. He's a young man who's gone to a, a different league, and I want to draw some comparisons to that as well. Because just because you're young and talented doesn't mean that the first big move you make is going to be the making of that man. Uh, it happens for some players, it doesn't happen for other players, but it's not a reason to write off a player who's got very obvious talent, is, is essentially what I'm getting at here. And uh, before I get on. And I, I, I want to look at some of your comments here. I'm going to stay away from the Diaby, Brennan Johnson stuff just for the moment in the comments. So don't be offended if I don't read those out. Um, where are we looking for? Uh, 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 just looking for some comments there. Um, so Rookie Mistake says he knows nothing about the Catalera. Is this a good move? Well, um, hopefully we'll I'll let you guys make this decision up. Whenever I do these podcasts, I'm not trying to convince anybody. These are just things that I've seen and, and looking at it from what I've seen. And, and and just you know, looking at the statistical point of view, because we can never say for certain that anybody's going to be good. As excited as I am about Musa Diaby uh, coming to the club and potentially coming to the club, he could turn out to be a 50 million euro flop. And there's always that danger, I think, for any player, regardless of who it is, uh, that comes to comes to a club. Um, David Sylvester says that the oddest link appears to be the Catalair. It's it's odd ba- if you if you look at his AC Milan season in a vacuum, it's odd. But as I say, six months ago, eight months ago. This would be seen as a like a, a, a blockbuster. Villa would have made European massive transfer news if they made this this transfer because he was seen as as somebody who was like, um, and he still has that talent. Eight months out of a out of a, or twelve months or whatever out of a, out of a very young young kid's um, career isn't that it's it's not the the breaking of him. And in fact, actually, the argument could be made when we look at this in a moment. He's actually gained more skills since he's gone to AC Milan. It's kind of, we'll look at that in a moment, but spoiler alert, that's that's kind of my there's a potential to be made for that as well. A couple of people referencing his height as well. Yeah, six and a half. Um uh six and a half uh, feet or six six foot three and a half, should I say six foot four? Yep, he absolutely is as well. Um and there is no sugar coating it, as Adam says there, he had a rubbish season from Milan. He didn't have a good attacking season for from Milan, is what I would say. Um, but uh, he didn't have his uh, have that impact season. Uh, in his first season in Milan, for sure. Um, right, let's. Uh, 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 okay, right. Sorry, I thought I thought Lee. I thought you were making a joke about being in in a club in Bruges, and <laughs> and I, that's why I was reading this comment before I put it up because I wasn't sure if there was something else coming towards the end. <laughs> but Liam says that he and a friend got trapped in Club Bruges. Bruga a couple of a few week, uh, years back uh, when we asked the security guard for an impromptu tour, they then locked all the gates behind us so we couldn't get out. <laughs> That's why I was tentatively reading that before I popped up the screen in case there was anything uh, anything that came uh, at the end. There was a punchline. 
Um, John Griffin asks a great point uh, about this. What is CDK's best position? I, I don't know. I'm going to be really honest. Uh, and the reason I don't know is because if you were to ask me where he could flourish in the future, I'm going to say centre forward. Where does he play at the moment? But I've, I've very little to base that on. Like, when you look at his shooting statistics of the last season, there's very little to base that on. But watching him and watching how he finishes the ball and watching how he runs through the centre, and I've got some still shots of him playing for, for Belgium um, and of his time at Genk. At, um, I keep saying Genk, but um, at his time at Club Brugge, um, I'm, I'm going to show you one or two things that make me believe that he could be a centre-forward in time to come. Um, but at the moment, he plays off both flanks. Um, and let's let's bring up some of his stuff here. Let's bring Let's add it here. Uh, less of my ramblings. Um, so there he is. We've been linked by the, by Gazetta um, the, by by Gazetta with regards to this. A reput very reputable newspaper, the biggest sports newspaper in um, in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, one of those papers that uh, this uh, you would have seen be held up on uh, Italian football uh, that used to be played back in the day. Um, so. Uh, very reputable and on the, on the go for a long, long time. Um, let's take a little look, as I say, at, at his statistics here. So what we kind of saw from him last season was very much the mixed bag. Um, and this is him up against the uh, up against the, the, the attacking midfielders. I don't have his statistics up against the strikers because, as I say, I just what I've watched in him on tape is what I feel that he, uh, how he feel he could, uh, he could um, perform as as a striker. But you know, some average performances in around there doesn't touch the sides and some of our players, specifically from the amount of shots that he took. So he wasn't tasked with taking an awful lot of shots last season. He was playing at times, played at times a bit more withdrawn role. Sometimes he was even played as a kind of a wing back that he was brought in. But there was. Um, there was there was a time when he was uh, like there was there was players like uh, Salamakers were fancied over him to come in off the bench and play on that wide role. Sometimes he was brought in to play in a number eight position, which I don't think is his fav is is his best position. And the further back he he, he came in the field, the 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 you know the less impact he had, the less impact he had. He's twenty one year old kid, as I say, and and, and uh, he's somebody who came from being having a super stand uh, standout season the, the the year before, and he was kind of played in a lot of different positions for Milan because they they didn't really have a set position for him. Looking, at, these are his statistics from last year at Milan, as as I said, dribbling fantastic. Really, really good dribbler. Really good close control. This guy can can move the ball for somebody who's six foot three and a half. Very good with the ball at his feet. Um, gets dispossessed a lot. I would expect that because he was dribbling from um he was dribbling from he was dribbling an awful lot. Number one and second of all, he was dribbling from positions of uh, central positions for for AC Milan. Um, which is something he can do, but in congested areas, he was trying to dribble a ball out of, out, of, out of trouble. Now, once again, it's a step up in league for him. Coming from the Jupiter League to, um, to, to Serie A, it's always going to be a step up for him. So it's completely understandable that there would be learning curves. And um, like he's not that frustrating um, dribbler of the ball like, we see, like sometimes we see in the Premier League. But... Um, like he has one, like he dribbled so much. Fifty six percent of them are uh, have been have been successful. Um, it, it's a, it, it was a learning curve for him last season from that point of view. Um, pass completion, progressive passes, all that kind of stuff, and his touches were all down on, on previous seasons. Um, shooting, as he said there, as I said previously, didn't do an awful lot of shooting. wasn't tasked with it. wasn't allowed really, or didn't get into that many as many attacking positions as he had previously. 
Um, and when we look at his defensive statistics, his defensive statistics are are, are 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 really admirable. You know, yes, he hasn't tackled an awful lot, you know, but um, his blocks, interceptions, his effort around the field is is undeniable. You know, he's not a, a lack of effort player, and he has no problem, you know, throwing himself about there, um, uh, about the field. And 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 for somebody who's gone to a new league, a bigger league, made that step up, not really having a position predominantly made for him and making a big move as well. 30 odd million, I think is what he went for. Um, you know, there was a lot on his shoulders and then uh, he didn't really start off the season, the, the uh, you know, as, as a mainstay in the team. And, and uh, then when things started to go difficult for AC Milan, you know, he was having to pick up minutes off the bench and stuff like that. And no, this happens to young players. It does. And we're going to look at two very, very famous young players where stuff like this has happened to it's an even worse level than it happened to Charles de Catalera. And they went on to prosper as well. And we'll play a little game to see if you can if you can figure out who we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to focus on these statistics because as I say, there's one thing throwing up statistics and saying someone is fantastic. Just like, okay, I said I wasn't going to strain to Brennan Johnson. I could throw up Brennan Johnson's statistics and say he's shite because... Statistic-wise, if you were just to look at that, you go, whoa, he's low and everything. That's not the case. Obviously, Brennan Johnson is not. He's a really good player. Really, really good player. So when you just look at statistics, you can get influenced. I'm saying this the whole time. I'm going to continue repeating it. you got to look at lots and lots of... Uh, and even, if it's, as I said, if it's YouTube videos, look at them. Because you're going to see what you want to see there anyway. Or what you need to see anywhere there in the majority of situations. Specifically with attacking players. So... Knock yourself out with as much footage as you can watch watch of him. Rewind it back. Look for stuff that you see. See, is he repeating the same things? Is he repeating the same trick that he gets by people? Is he maybe is he blowing past people for corners to try and get his head onto a ball? I've got a I've got a, a very bad still shot of him here scoring a header. I saw him get his head to the ball, a ball like this from corners, about eight times in the footage that I watched. So it's something he does, getting past players. Is and this is why it makes me think that he could make the transition to a centre forward. Do I want Aston Villa to be the team that does that does that for thirty five odd million? I'm not so sure. It's a concern. The price tag is a concern based on you know he's moved one league. He's going to move make another step up from that league uh, in, in Serie A. Arguably, he's going to make a step up. Now, once again, arguably he's going to be playing in a team that's going to be more ball dominant because that's the way we want to set up. And secondly, he's going to be playing with somebody who has a massive track record of squeezing every last bit of juice out of players in Unai Emery, which is fabulous. So um, that is all uh, context, I suppose, with regards to this. Um, more comments there for anyone? Uh, 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 uh. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sorry there. So let's take a little look at it here. So I mentioned that not every young player goes on to have their time in the sun and every move they have is going to be absolutely fantastic. So player mystery player number one. So I made my big move to the Premier League in 2012-13 as a 22-year-old from the Bundesliga after having a breakout season. In the Premier League, I only started two games and registered one assist and was sold the following year back to the Bundesliga. I have since proved everybody wrong. Who am I? Get in the comments there and let me know who you think this, this player is. Anyone going to have a crack at who this player is? So I made my, my big move to the Premier League in 2012-13 as a 22-year-old uh, from the Bundesliga after having a breakout season. In the Premier League, I only started two games and registered one assist and was sold the following year. Back to the Bundesliga. I've since proved everyone wrong. Who am I? Adam is in there with Kevin De Bruyne, and you would be 100% right. You would be 100% right. Kevin De Bruyne had a woeful time at Chelsea, lest we forget. And it's a time that, you know, you know, I think it does get pointed to the, what were Chelsea doing in that, over those two-year periods, uh, over that, that two-year period. But Kevin De Bruyne came to the Premier League, didn't work for him, went, uh, it went to another league, really built his star and came back and then just destroyed the Premier League for years. You know, am I saying, am I saying Charles de Cattellari is going to be this guy? No, I'm not. I'm just using this to showcase that not every young player that makes the, their first big step up after the breakout season is going to have a trajectory that goes in a straight line upwards of progression. There's going to be troughs, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. That's kind of what I'm making this at. Yup, and the next one is the next player. I moved from the Swiss League to, to England in 2013-14. Prior to this, I had started to gain traction as a player with great speed. I was quickly discarded from the Premier League after 13 games and two goals and one assist and rebuilt my career. And I've done quite well since. Um, who am I? Anyone know who this player is? I moved from the Swiss League... Um, to England in 2013-14 prior to this I'd started to gain traction as a player with great speed I was quickly discarded from the Premier League after 13 games two goals and one assist and I rebuilt my career having done quite well since who am I and I don't know whether John Steele was uh, um, was uh, mentioning that this was uh, Salah or whether he was just putting it out there that uh, that Salah didn't have a, didn't set the world light at Chelsea and that's exactly it Chelsea let these two guys go when they were young 22, uh, I think De Bruyne was 22 and Salah was 22 as well, or maybe Salah was 21. They let them go. Salah went to Fiorentina, went from Fiorentina to Roma, Roma to Liverpool, and went on then to be one of the most prolific scorers in the Premier League. Am I saying that Catalera is going to be Kevin De Bruyne or Salah? No, I'm not. All I'm saying is trajectory of, of, of progression is not linear. That's, that's basically it. 
Um, and that's why I wanted to take a look at his time at, at uh, Club Brugge. So when we look at his time at Club Brugge, when he played minutes and consistent minutes as well, he had some really good seasons. And albeit it's a, it's a lesser league, uh, we're not sitting here and we're not talking about uh, uh, that, that it is or it isn't. Let, let's not forget as well, we signed Samata from, uh, from the Belgian league who'd scored, I think it was 25 goals, comes to Villa. And, and while... Some of his performances were very effort-like. You know, he didn't hit the onion bag as much as we wanted him to. And then he went to Turkey, and, and I don't even know where he is now. I think he might be back at, uh, back in the Belgian League. But when we look at, at, at his statistics, and we look at his heat map, you look at the heat map underneath his valuation here, it's very stark in comparison to the heat map that we saw in 2020-2021. Here at, at the top for Club Brugge, we can see that he's played more on the left-hand side there that season, played on the right-hand side. And uh, he scored three goals at four assists. It was a real breakthrough season for him. He played all five Champions League games. And he actually scored two goals in the Champions League as well. Um, so that is... Uh, sorry, those, those 2,549 minutes... Um, uh, yes, sorry. That was in the 2021 season. And he scored two goals in the, in, the, in the Champions League that year as well. So at 19 years of age, playing in the Champions League, playing five games in the Champions League, that's a serious experience for him as well. Moving on to season 21-22, plays 3,221 minutes, 14 goals, six, six assists. His best season, spelt incorrectly there, to date, uh, he played six Champions League games, assistant, one goal. And it's that season that got him the move to AC Milan. So there's obvious talent there. 14 goals, 6 assists at 20 years of age. A lot of players. And, and to be and to be playing 6 games in the Champions League, you know, there is absolute talent here with this guy. We haven't seen it for a, in Serie A, but that's not to say he's not going to go into another club. And I, that's not to say he doesn't stay at AC Milan next season and have a banger of a season as well. You know, it's all about context. So essentially what I'm saying here is that, you know, um, the the this uh you know the, there's a lot gone around about he played forty games he had one assist last season that isn't good enough look at the minutes he played look at the games he featured in look at his average amount of minutes per ninety you know when did he come on in the game was the game won were they losing where was where was his average uh his average position during those games you know a lot of it factors into it a lot of it factors into it so young players are circumstances of their surroundings more so than older players because young players find it difficult to influence their surroundings for obvious reasons because they're young and they're inexperienced. So um, let's take a little look at some uh, at, at some still shots that I took here. So this is um, Club Brugge versus Ghent, or yeah, Ghent in this game. Very, very simple piece here. They, he has a throw-in on the sideline here and... Um, Basically a lazy run. He makes a lazy run. Throwing on the sideline, plays a 1-2, gets the ball back and plays it out to the edge of the area. From the edge of the area, the ball comes back into him and we can see him highlighted here. It might be very difficult. And for those of you listening to the audio podcast, um, I'll try and describe it as best as I can. So he just makes a lazy run into the box after he makes the, uh, after he make, uh, he, the, the, the throw-in happens. The ball is recycled back out into the edge of the area and he just continues his lazy run in and picks the ball up uh, at the edge of the area and curls one into the top corner. Very, very simple goal, but this was scored when he was 19 years of age. And I can, and and it was slightly reminiscent the way the ball goes in. And obviously it's not at the same angle, but if we remember that goal that Jack Grealish scored against uh, against uh, Manchester United in, in the Premier League the first season we were up, it's slightly reminiscent to the position in the field, uh, to, um, to how that ball went in, the whip on that ball as it went into the back of the net. So um, 
obvious talent, obvious ball manipulation when, when he strikes the ball. And it, it was just a simple, lazy run that allowed him to get into a position to recycle the ball. And, uh, and he did the rest. 19 years of age, I found it really impressive. Um, uh, so this is another goal. This is where the, another goal, actually, in a, in, in a different game against uh, against Ghent. Uh, this one's very difficult to see. So even you guys watching on YouTube here, this is a goal that I spotted or that I saw. And I, this is actually the game where I saw him make this run a couple of times. Um, so it's a corner from the left-hand side. Uh, he starts off, he, he, he basically plays towards the front uh, or towards the yeah the front of the six yard box towards front post but there's about four Ghent players around him 19 years of age again what he does in this instance here is he blows past all four players uses his strength uses his six foot four frame gets to that near post and powers a header into the back of the net um later on in this game he does another one where he peels off gets to the back post and puts one wide um cross comes in later on i think in the game he's at the back post again jumps over a defender, gets his head to it, it just goes over the bar. You know, when I talk about this guy, he has the, has the potential to maybe move, be moved into, into a centre-forward position, not just because of his height, but obviously because of his height. You know, he has the, the robustness to be able to bur blow past players at 19 years of age and get his head on the ball, which, to be honest with you, if we had a 19-year-old six-foot-four winger that was, uh, that was doing that from corners and from crosses, we would all be raving about it about him and and it was impressive albeit that the standard of play and the standard of the league is a bit lesser than would happen in the Premier League he showed the relevant strength to be able to do it and lastly this is a goal here that uh, that he scored for Belgium against Italy um Courtois so corner he he picks takes up a position on the penalty area as the the um the they're two and they're two nil down in this game, but he takes up a position on the on the penalty area. Ball comes in, Courtois takes it out of the air. He immediately starts to make his run, and have Kevin De Bruyne peels out to the right hand side. So Courtois finds Kevin De Bruyne with a throw out, uh, with trying the ball out, and De Bruyne carries the ball forward. But the Catalaria matches him pace pace wise through the middle of uh, of the defence. As the Italian defence try to get back, the Catalaria splits the two centre halves and draws this defensive midfielder infield to him only to make a kind of a diagonal run and Kevin De Bruyne slides a ball down the side, a beautiful pace, and De Catalari gets onto that ball near the six-yard box, right on the, the corner of the six-yard box. And as Donnarumma comes out to meet him, De Catalari coolly slides it between his legs. So he's made a run of about 110-odd yards uh, to, to keep up with the play, keep up with Kevin De Bruyne, um, sold the defensive midfielder who was running back for, you know, for a bag of onions um, with a diagonal run, and then has the cheekiness to slot it in between Donnarumma's legs. Fine goal. You know, a fine counter-attacking goal. Showed his pace, showed his composure, and showed the ability to be able to move those feet at six foot four. So, for me, it's just that, that, that to me was a real good goal. Try and find it online. You will see it. You'll see what I mean. Um, Donnarumma does get a touch on it as it goes through his legs, but it be beats him and goes into the back of the net. He had the composure to slot it in between one of the world's best goalkeepers' legs, and uh, he was only 20 years of age. So, are Villa going to sign him? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Can I see why Villa would be interested in signing him? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would see him. Uh, why Villa would want to sign him. Uh, physically, he's all there. He has, he has the attributes physically. Um, he's had gr good seasons beyond, uh, under his belt. Uh, he's had a poor move that's that's uh, that hasn't transpired for him. 
And I think if it comes down to cost once again, and it's okay to talk about about moves coming down to cost uh, as opposed to coming down to talent. I think there's an opportunity cost in this one here that he's he is a, a player that the teams have wanted and been aware of for a long period of time. Um, and maybe Villa were being sneaky about this and saying, well, maybe let's try and capitalize on Milan and his poor season at Milan and see if we can get him for 25 million euros or something like that. Um, because I think he's I think his potential is certainly worth that. I think it certainly is worth that based on, on his body of work. But if he signs for Villa, will he sign for Villa? Don't know. Um and as as I say, it's but he's an interesting player and a very, very interesting link. Um do, do, do. where else are we? Um so Michael Richards asks me, thanks for always watching, Michael, as well, by the way. Uh, if you have time, Neil, can you do a load on Brian Johnson? I, I, I want to do a load on Brian Johnson, but I don't want to tag it on to, the, to another podcast. The reason being is because, uh, um, uh, just, just because I feel it's, it's, it's a link that deserves its own, its own time, I suppose, really, because there's a lot of conversation about him. As I say, he's really, really talented. And, and it's okay to have uh, observations on him as well to, to discuss. So um, I will do one. Do you know what? I might, I might even record it directly after this and put it up tomorrow morning. It's not looking for extra likes or anything like that. I just want to take my time with it and I don't want to rush through it. And I don't have any slides ready for it either. So um, so there is that. But uh, obviously, he's definitely somebody we will be talking about um, because, uh, you know, breakout player in the Premier League um, and uh, very young, 21 years of age and the future of Welsh football. So, of course, we're going to talk about that for sure, for 100%. Um, yeah, so I, I think that kind of sums up Charles de Catalera pretty well. Um, if you guys think any different, that's fine. As I say, pop it in the comments underneath there as well. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow. I thought Paddy was back today, but he's not back till tomorrow. So you have to suffer me on my own for one more day. Um, I don't know whether Paddy will get, get straight back on the mic after he comes home tomorrow. But um, as I say, I will jump on and do something on Brennan Johnson. Maybe pre-recorded uh, the Brennan Johnson one that I'm going to, I'm going to pop out tomorrow. So um, just be aware of that. Oh, 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 actually, before we go anywhere, there's two things I need to do. There's two things I need to do. I have, I, I'm going to follow up with this on social media um oh god i wish i had what was that there is a going to be a chance um do you know what i'm going to just put out a put out a tweet about it in, on social media because i i need to read down through it as well essentially uh, the jordan Sinnott foundation trust was set up in honor of Jordan Sinnott, who tragically lost his life at just age 25 in 2020. Jordan was a professional footballer and he played played a huge, hugely important role in his life. And um, I've been contacted by the Jordan, uh, the Jordan Sinnott Foundation Trust to help them with a, 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 a kind of a fundraiser that they're, they're running at the moment. Um, all they're doing is asking for uh, a two-pound donation to charity and um, you could be in with a chance to win two tickets to see Aston Villa at Villa Park next season. So, um, as I say, I, do, I want to do it justice. I'm going to put out a, a, a social media post. If you guys could share it, retweet it around there. 
it's two two tickets to Villa Park next season. I think it's for a very, very worthy cause as well. And um, I want you guys, uh, as I say, you could be in a chance to win two tickets to Villa Park. And who wouldn't want two tickets to go to see this team? Because they're going to be absolutely humming underneath Dunai Emery next season. So uh, that's the Jordan Synod Foundation. Look out for uh, social media. I will pop something up on social media about that uh, later on this evening as well. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, and where are they gone to? As you know, here in the Fertile Love of Pomegranate podcast, we are partial to a hat now and again. And thank you to all of you people who've bought a woolly hat from us. We still have some woolly hats available on our website. You can go and you can purchase them there. And I will personally post them now that I have stopped my supplier or my distributor from posting them because I found out one didn't go out for like three weeks. So I now personally post them. But we also have other hats. And there might be a small bit of sun, sun coming uh, in, in the, for the rest of the off-season. But we have a small selection of bucket hats on the podcast. Oh, this one's actually really big. Um, so if you guys are interested in a For the Love of Pomegranate bucket hat, um, give us a shout. They'll be up in, the pod, up in the website soon. So we've got a couple of them in there. Paddy actually took one on his Holly Bobs. Um, he sent me a lot of photographs with it on. So if you guys are interested in that. They do fit the larger head. Uh, I will be honest with you on that one. They do fit the larger head. Uh, so if you are uh, like myself and you are a bit of a fat head, uh, it's definitely the hat for you. Uh, but it will be up on our website soon if you guys are interested and uh, we get those out to you as well. So just said a bit of, bit of crack. We'd, um, we get in some bu- bucket hats. Some of you might be going on, the, on to the tour in the States. Um, so if you want them, we would be, we would get them to you prior to you going on tour. Keep your... Uh, you know, you're, you're nogging um, sunburn free when you get over to the United States. Uh, that's for sure. Um, so that's really it for me. Thank you so much, everybody. And um, that's a small piece on Charles, the cattle there. And hopefully, as I say, uh, you guys um, will go and watch him and, and make up your own minds as well. But we'll do a small bit on Brennan Johnson. Uh, it'll likely be out tomorrow. And as I say, as I'm talking now, I can imagine it's going to be pre-recorded because I won't be able to pop on tomorrow night at, at half past nine. But we will see you later. Um, and uh, we'll be back ASAP. So thanks very much, everybody, for watching and listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.